You're now tuned into Mikey's Wife Life. Check, Mike. Check, waifu, waifu. Williams, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What's going on, bro? How you feeling? This is episode one thirty. One thirty of Mike. Check, waifu, waifu. As always, is brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to LouComplex.com and use that offer code waifu to save on your entire cart. It's also brought to you by DontTalkShop.com as well as our very generous Patreon producers, ABM Brown, Dre to go G, Jalisa. Ked the Pro, explicitly Monique Williams and Nachi. Thank y'all so much for producing this and many other episodes. I forgot to post this on Twitter, but Nachi, we were his number one podcast uh, in Spotify wrap up. He said he started listening around episode 80 and went back and listened to old episodes. And he said we was mad consistent and he appreciated us for that. So thank you, Nachi, for listening to us, for rocking with us for such a long time. That's a long time. Episode 80. That's crazy. Thank you, man. We appreciate you. Um, and just shout out general for our Patreon producers. A lot of y'all been supporting us for a very long time. So shout out to Blind and May Podcast, Moody Senpai, MJ3, Worst Generation Podcast, Alan, aka Gov Pancakes, Crystal, we love you, Cryfu, Rob J. Thank y'all so much for, for supporting the podcast for as long as y'all have. It's crazy the amount of support and how long y'all been supporting. It means the world to us. Thank you. Um for doing that. This episode is a special episode because we're gonna call this the winter wrap-up. We're going to basically give our general thoughts of the shows we watched, shows we picked up, bigger surprises and whatnot. Um, first and foremost, I want to start off with you on what was your episode of the week this week? Uh, if you got an episode number, that'd be helpful so the people know what we were referring to. Episode nine of Ranking of Kings would be my episode of the week. That's funny because it was, it was mine too until... <laughs> until okay until I watched Jobless Reincarnation and it broke my fucking heart I, I thought I thought you was gonna feel that yeah it, it broke my fucking heart so listen this is how my week went it started off with the first thing I watched because I like to go in the order in which I'm like this show's okay I'll start here and then start to move forward from there like all my okay shows Comey Can't Communicate which is a really good show. I watched that. I'm like, oh, this is fucking, this is a good episode. Damn, this might actually be my episode of the week. Then Ranking of the Kings came out. I watched Ranking of the King. No, no. Then it was uh, The World's Finest Assassin. And I'm like, oh, no, this is definitely going to be my episode of the week. That was a really good one. And then, which is uh, episode 10, by the way, of rank, of uh, The White World's Finest Assassin. <laughs> then episode nine of Ranking of the Kings came out. I'm like, no. This is definitely my episode of the week. So it's <laughs> such a good episode. So emotional. Very, very, very good episode. Then I watched Jobless Reincarnation. I'm like, well, shit. Nope. This is my episode of the week. So that ended up topping everything that I ended up watching. Um, the order in which I watch this stuff is very important, apparently. Because I think if I would have watched Ranking the Kings after Jobless Reincarnation, I probably would have thought Ranking the Kings was still better. But it's just, I guess because Jobless was today and it was so fresh. I'm like, holy shit. 
Nah, man, that was just emotional impact got me. Yeah. And next, uh, next week is the last week. That's that's true. And that I'm 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 a little shattered by the fact that this last episode is next week. Mm-hmm. I kind of want more. Just like I, I ugh. there's a lot of really strong points Very in Jobs of Reincarnation. And a lot, just, and to, ugh, so just, just knowing it's not going to be with us week to week anymore. It's hard. It's hard to handle. It, it's almost as hard as not getting confirmation on like Fire Force season three or ReZero season three. Man, you playing. You ain't playing. Um, I do want to say this. I'm going to go into this new show that I picked up, though. Again, as I said last week, I've been picking up a lot of slice of life that is a uh, very drama filled. I picked up one. Looks like I think it was. This is another 2008 joint. Let me see. I got. I gotta know if this if this is the case or not. Um, where where are you? Where are you? Yeah, here it is. This is actually 2007, so a year before Clannad. Okay. Um, something about this time period, early 2000s slice of life anime, all are just so fucking sad and gut punching and depressing. And just very, very fucking good. So this anime I picked up is called Myself Yourself. Now, Myself Yourself is a very interesting concept because it's about it's about this kid who moves away uh, from his hometown and returns to his hometown five years later. Uh, the thing is, is when he before he leaves, he has a, a party with his friends, a going away party with like his childhood friends, and they're talking about, hey, you know. Here's a gift. Here's a gift. Here's a gift. He comes. Uh, one of his childhood friends, who he apparently liked, is a super bubbly, super beautiful, nice violin player. She's she's an amazing girl. Um, she gives him the gift of a violin song that she wrote, um, but didn't quite finish yet because he was leaving. She played it for him. It was beautiful. All 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 ends well. Then he comes back five years later to this town. When he comes back, that childhood friend, who, which is bubbly, which was bubbly and sweet, is now this just drab and mean and just bitchy girl that like just completely changed up. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that she went through this fucking traumatic experience that nobody would tell the main character about until he said something, which fucked everything up. But in this show. The, the, his childhood friends include and including himself goes through something horribly traumatic that they're all dealing with at the same time and it's all revolving around them dealing with this, this traumatic experience and them becoming themselves again essentially it's quite sad you got a situation to where these twins whose father is is a is a um he's a politician and these twins are so close that people uh starts to believe that they like are in each into each other romantically, which isn't the case. They're just they're twins and they're really close siblings. Uh, I hope. <laughs> um, but like, th- there's people like there's people like best friends plotting to ruin relationships. It's just it's a whole lot of fucking just drama, and it was just so heavy. But I couldn't stop watching it. I watched it all in one night because I skipped those intros and outros. <laughs> We um <laughs> we talked about last week how uh, Polo is not a drama person in real life, but he loves a little bit of messy drama in his anime. So so, um, so the, the thing is, is like 
I'm, I'm assuming they kind of talk about some of the, the, the stuff she dealt with after oh, he yeah. left and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, you know, that trauma and stuff could be real. And I'm a, fuck it. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to spoil it. Myself and yourself. Go ahead and skip about. I'm I'm not going to give myself more than like five minutes. So skip five minutes if you plan on watching myself yourself. It came out in 2007. It's on um, Funimation if you want to watch it or Hulu. I think it's on both if it's on Funimation. But yo, what's up? It's Future Polo here. Just to let y'all know that I did not uh, keep the spoiler section for myself yourself in this episode. Um, I decided to cut it out and put it up on Patreon exclusively for you guys there. So if you're not interested in watching myself yourself, but you want to know the spoilers that I discuss, make sure you check out our Patreon at just a dollar above to uh, get access to that. But yeah, check out uh, myself yourself. It's a good anime. It's an awful, but yet endearing, very sweet, good show, man. Good show. Where do you find this shit, bro? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Scrolling. I'm. I'm probably gonna cut all that out. I'm gonna put this on Patreon. So, hey, Patreon, you got this exclusive spoiler for myself, yourself. <laughs> it's intense, man. It's intense. It. It. It had me on the verge of Clannad crying until I'm just like, you know what? This is okay. It's okay. Beautiful music. You know, nice melodies. Good show. Good show. Sorry, just take up a lot of time with that one. I said five minutes. I end up going for like eleven. Not, not even close, but damn. Um, <laughs> I, I like that a lot, actually. I, it's a, that, sounds, that sounds amazing. This is what slice of life can do to you, man. It can literally fucking it. Like I said, it alters my whole way of watching shit and an experience in different anime. If anime isn't written well or directed well, I don't. I don't want to pay that shit no attention. Kind of like this next show I want to talk about Far Away Paladin I fucking, uh, <laughs> This fucking show Is getting on my goddamn nerves man Come on bro It wasn't that bad It was It wasn't that bad But it was No it was bad It was pretty bad It was pretty it, bad It was It was I, And I agree <laughs> Here's the thing Here's the thing Um. So And I actually I talked about this uh, Last night I think Moody had her Senpai Saturday mm-hmm. Space on, on Twitter Shout out to Moody and, and uh, I'm in there talking. They talking about somebody said something about Faraway Paladin, and I said the issue with Faraway Paladin is that they had that really solid opening where Great. they gave us like the world building in that opening where there was like basically no world felt significant felt significantly better than it currently feels when we're actually seeing the world. It was like I would have rather the world have been a mystery. Yes, um, and it's it's just weird like how they dropped the ball on that like. How how did we regress in terms of story development and character development um, so drastically as soon as he got into the actual world? Yeah, because I, I remember us talking about it at the beginning, like outside of that villain, that villain being trash. The beginning characters were fantastic, but it was getting to a point where I'm like, OK, this is great. But I feel like this is dragging on a little bit too long. I kind of want to see where this goes. And when he finally leaves, I re- I feel like. I appreciate the first four episodes so much more now because they were so solid. They were just solid pieces of fucking story that you just felt. This shit, I'm like, what? Where are we? What are we doing? Why are we? It's a, like I like I said on Twitter. Shout out to Black. Black loves this show. I just I had to disagree with him wholeheartedly. Like it, it went from what that was in the first four to again a situation a situation of the week with prayer being the answer to everything. And I just don't. 
I, I get it. He's strong by the power of Gracefield. I get it. He's trained with some of the best adventurers. Now take me somewhere with that. Take me far with that. I want to be a fucking faraway paladin. Actually, <laughs> actually living the life of this, of, of what my, my, you know, my mother and father, uh, lack of a better words, raised me. And, and show me like this is what you're gonna have to deal with and I'm not dealing with any of that I'm dealing with light problems yeah the wyvern was a bigger deal but it still didn't feel like shit in the grand scheme of things like I don't feel like it's going anywhere yeah um and and it, it almost felt obvious even at the end where we get kind of like the, the the crown prince and his little statement at the end like all of that felt obvious and it just yes it's not it's not giving it's not like dropping those breadcrumbs it's not giving us something to like look forward to yeah. it, it just it just feels dry at this point yeah, exactly uh, bro and, and when i say dry i mean like it had a, a full well of water to begin with mm-hmm. and the well has gone dry and i'm i don't know how they could refill it at this point like how can they make this interesting again yeah like they, what they try to do and and black mentioned it's just like they gave us a potential villain this guy this crown prince is not a villain he's a realist he's a fucking realist and you can see it through and through like he he understands this world and this and his kingdom he's moving how i think a real king would move so he's not evil he's not a bad guy um the bad people the bad guys are the demons and i got a i got a feeling he's gonna give him a job like you know this job could kill you but I'm going to use you because I feel like you maybe are capable. And I feel like this is going to go to a place where he goes to another situation, another little dungeon area. They're going to show us terrible animation again. And then he's going to fight, win, pray to Gracefield. We're going to move on. Next step. That's boring. Like, I'm like, that's boring. That's <laughs> not, that's not cool. <laughs> There's, and then like, the problem is, is the shit that we're watching now, bro. It just, everything else just holds up so much better better yeah <laughs> and then shit like far away paladin and another one that we're going to talk about obviously that disappointed both uh the white check waifu waifu host and that's platinum in <laughs> consistently <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck how did you feel oh, about this man. most recent or how do you feel about platinum in for this season period let's just platinum in as a as a whole is a dud um it is my feeling of it um, yeah, as a whole, just it's it dropped the ball ever since the ending of episode one. Mm. Um, going on from that point, it was just like this is not good enough. Um, <laughs> this is not this, good epi- enough. this episode specifically, like we literally ran around in circles the whole episode, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like they they tried to make it such a big deal that our main character flashed his his white arrow or his his yeah his white arrow and shot it but intentionally missed because he knew the guy could run away mm-hmm. like oh it's a big deal it's this is character development it's not nope. <laughs> it's not he doesn't want to kill anybody and he did this as a sign of like mm, i'm not gonna hurt anybody um he it, it's quite obvious what he is he's a a pussy and that's fine. He he stated it from the beginning that he's not this kind of guy. Right. Um, but I also think like the idea of them flying around a cage uh, for one and a half days or almost two days 
uh, and you know you have a pregnant woman in your arms flying at mock speeds that would literally put her into labor or <laughs> kill her and the baby <laughs> I am completely flabbergasted and confused at the fact that like bro he got on a Power Rangers suit that negates everything dog dang the thing is, is I, right though I understand being a god candidate right yeah. and being immune to the speeds you fly at that makes sense mm-hmm. But regular people don't just instantly become immune <laughs> regular to flying at the speed of sound. Yeah. You like let's do a quick Google search real quick. Yeah. No, it's it's unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable. You might how yeah, oh there you go. How fast uh do you have to be? This is Mythbusters Mike check white how, how fast do you have to be to to be faster than the human eye? Mm. That's a good thing to Google search. Yeah. All right. So in order of, all right, so in order of ball, it would need to be cross 70 meters in one two hundred and fiftieth of a second. <laughs> That's seventeen thousand five hundred meters or thirty eight thousand one hundred and forty five miles per hour. Jesus. So to be faster than a human eye for a person would be more than that. Unbelievable. That woman would have exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so what Tell's referring to, he's referring to episode 10 of Platinum Man. Like, and he's absolutely right. This shit is consistently garbage. And I just, like, I don't under, like, two things that had, like I said on Twitter, cracked to whack starts. Like, it just, it starts so fucking good. Like, you're like, this shit is fire. Fire, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What? <laughs> what is happening right now? What's going on?" So obviously, for my check, wife, wife, the big, two biggest disappointments of the winter seasons is obviously Platinum Man and Faraway Paladin. This shit, I don't think it can get any worse than those two. Um, I would say I would rather watch, I would rather watch uh, Bill Divide than either one of those, and I hate Bill Divide. <laughs> Bill Divide is um real bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, but I nah okay. I would rather watch Farway Paladin than Bill Divide and Platinum in. But I, my disappointment for Farway Paladin's potential is is I guess at an all time high. Bill Divide's plot went to went through shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, it it killed my interest in the game. Same. Like. How do you come up with a game, make it slightly interesting, and then say, you know what, let's kill it? All of it. I don't know. Like I they stop. They stopped even starting the game the same way. You just start off the game at, at one point, and you just got all your shit up. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just playing, and then my big bad is already right there. Help me with his roulette. It's, it's you just not good anymore. You just start with dark magician on, on the fucking field. Basically, it's crazy. It's wild. It's stupid. Um, but enough of that. We had we did have surprises though, fantastic surprises. Obviously, we know the world's finest assassin was, is a surprise for us. Like we didn't expect it to be as good as it was. We did expect it to be good because it looked good, but we didn't expect it to be as good as it is. But also, banished from a hero's party, very, oh. <laughs> very interesting show, very good show. So if you haven't picked up banished from the hero's party, definitely pick that up. We've been watching it consistently, consistently week to week, and it's been fire. Absolute fire. Uh, obviously, we all know how we feel about 86. Watch 86. 
we will forever scream that from the rooftops forever uh i also said this in moody's uh space because someone said they stopped watching 86 and what the the fact of the matter is you are doing yourself a disservice disservice by not watching 86 tell them tell by not watching jobless reincarnation tell them by not watching remake our life yeah that's a by not watching Vivi Fluoride Eyes song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doofus. You gotta watch them. You just have to watch them or you're gonna be considered a doofus. That's forever. That is forever. Those are most. Well, did they say why they stopped watching it? No. They did. Well, no. <laughs> they just said that. I just stopped watching like three episodes in. I just talked to Connor too, and Connor said the same thing. He stopped watching 86 three episodes in. I was like, he must have been waiting for it to build up or something and forgot about it. Yeah. But I. I can't imagine like I I hate right now the fact that I gotta wait until the eighteenth. Right. The eighteenth? Right. What do you mean you gonna make me wait in a <laughs> pandemic? I gotta wait to watch the next episode of eighty six. I know. Hey, shout out to Crystal though. She she picked it up finally. Uh last thing I saw her thread that she, she said she was confused and I'm like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. You were supposed to be. Um I, I am going to say this. We are going to spoil, you know, a few shows at the end of the show, like Jobless Reincarnation and Demon Slayer. But uh, this episode of Demon Slayer, man, I just, it's just I didn't, I'm, I didn't like it. It was okay as fuck. I like, didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say I didn't like it. It just didn't feel like an episode that was supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be a lot. It was just supposed to be like we're getting to the information. We're getting the information. We're getting to the point. The next, I would assume that the next episodes are going to start showing more progression in terms of like what's going on. I just, but, I got, I just got a general question for you though. If you can answer this for me, please, please answer this for me. Do you remember Demon Slayer being this satirical? Is that the word? I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, that is the word I'm looking for. It's so like, I, I remember, I remember satire moments, but where. I think they weren't placed through like the entirety of the episode, right? Yeah. Like this episode felt like it was a lot of satire, but um, normally that was like for moments. Very but, small moments too. Yeah, I, I think that this episode, like I said, it wasn't, this episode was meant for not like that, that serious action progression. Um, even though I would have, I expected like this character to be a little bit more on the serious side for something. Yeah, I was, I was, it was the entire episode was very distracting. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I just didn't want to pay attention to it. Cause I'm like, okay, come on. This is too much. This is just way too much. Like, it's just, like I said about, (laughs) we'll talk about this in a minute, but like I said about it, I, I just don't feel like it was it, it felt out of place this entire episode felt out of place from what I remember Demon Slayer being I remember Demon Slayer being yes very sad very serious very like I guess approachable and then little little sprinkles of satire little sprinkles of just this whimsical bombastic silliness very light especially when he met Zanetsu and Ninosuke but this felt just like it was like what stop enough of these faces enough of this it felt like uh, it felt like Dr. Stone it felt like it was trying to be Dr. Stone for some reason 
and that shit just wasn't mm-hmm. working. It definitely wasn't working. Because uh, at least I, Doctor, I can't see that. At least Dr. Stone, I laughed a little bit at some points. This, I'm, I'm, I was like annoyed. I do think the depiction of the entertainment district was like beautiful though. Yeah, like gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually looking around like the entertainment district, the yes. shots that they gave us, um, the angles, that, that shit was gorgeous, bro. RTX was on. <laughs> <For some. laughs> I don't know what Hilarious. they do. They use Unreal Engine 5. I don't, this shit looks beautiful, bro. <laughs> you know how you photobook do, but bro, yeah, it, it was definitely beautiful, but the episode itself, yeah, it, the, the pacing and story for this episode was like off Very but awesome. yeah it is getting to the point i can only assume uh because we, we don't have a ton of episodes to kind of yes. like yes. go through I so didn't, i didn't even think to be honest with you i didn't even think they were going to be in the entertainment district as fast as they were so i'm very excited about the, it moving at a pace i feel like it's going to be nice i just feel like maybe they kind of drag this one along just so they can hit us heavy later and that's where i'm that's where I'm gonna go with that. So yeah, I do feel like that was that. Um, I did want to touch on before we move on. Uh, something else came that came out this winter, and that's the uh, live action Cowboy Bebop. The news oh, we just yeah. got the news recently that it's canceled. Uh, three weeks after it was released, and I've said on Twitter, I said on you know, shout out to the homie Jay, Jay. I, I said good. A lot of people were upset. I'm not. I feel like it needed to be canceled. I don't think it... Because if it would have kept going, it would have just got worse. Um, I just feel like it was... I, I even said this to Jay. I'm like, listen, man. this if It felt more whimsical than the anime itself. And that is a problem. Because the anime is written so well with, again, very light satire moments. But mostly down to business kind of shit. And it just felt like it was trying to way too hard to um I don't know to cater to his whimsical side. Like I'm like, what? Why are we doing all this extra extra shit? Like anime is already extra as it is. We all know this, but this extra extra on top of that, I'm like, yeah, no, no, thank you. I, and I think a lot of the issue with the Cowboy Bebop live action was like you said that extra extra and fans of the series itself uh are going to be outspoken about <laughs> that bullshit <laughs> and you have um, imagine not being a fan of anime getting dragged into watching cowboy bebop because it's this new series super popular on netflix or it's getting all this press right not even let's not even say super popular right because it wasn't necessarily super popular um, I don't even know if it broke the top 10 it like did. recommended. It did? Yeah. Okay. But you talk about the viewership, right? And the cost of the show. The show had to be expensive. Very. Yeah. Was not an, was not a cheap show. And then you had so much backlash for it being extra, extra. And they had all that sound design. Like the sound design for that show was amazing. But like I said, it was overdone. That extra, extra. They didn't need extra, extra on everything. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you already gave us extra, extra on the fights. And like the visual effects and stuff were, was super cool. I, I like that. Yeah. But then you had like, I didn't need the, the five different camera angles for the same punch. Um, yep. Some of this stuff they could have cut out, saved cost, and maybe they would have had a show still. Or maybe fans wouldn't have been so down on it for being ridiculous. Like, we know this is a, a faraway mixed reality fantasy kind of show, but 
it's too much. Exactly. And and while we loved it, uh, for like giving us some references for it, we hated it for being like. I'm not even gonna say hated it because I didn't absolutely hate yeah, it. Nobody right? really hated it. Um, but I, I I was turned off by it because of the almost like overrepresentation. Um, it was just too much. Yeah, I th- I, what I think they try to do is they try to make it because again, fucking Jet's terrible beard, like his terrible beard wig shit. It was so fucking unfortunately distracting to me. Then I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to be a little bit more whimsical for shit like that, and then like trying to portray what's her name? I can't think of her name. Hey, yeah, trying to portray Faye, uh, the way Faye is portrayed, but they over like she overacted it. It was it was just all of it was just it, too much. Like you said about the fight scenes and the, and the five different camera angles for one punch. Like you literally have Cowboy Bebop taking from reality with their fight scenes. They literally they focus on one spot. They it, it's just a it, what they call it. I forget what they call it in the in cinematography world because I haven't uh, I haven't been in it so long. But they just have the left the left side and the right side, and they literally fucking throw hands in that on on, on, on each side. And the camera don't move. It only rotate. It only change angles once whenever somebody's getting pushed back off of. You know the the right side of the the, the the camera canvas, and it's beautiful. Cowboy Bebop fight scenes are gorgeous. This one was crooked camera angles, replay of one punches. It just was, it was disgusting, and it was a big turnoff. Again, yeah. now was the show horrible? No, I want to say it's horrible. I never, I don't think it's horrible. And mind you, I was a big advocate of, hey man, I believe this is gonna be good. Like I, I was one of those types. I watched it. Objectively speaking, I can say it was disappointing. And again, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't it wasn't great either. Definitely. Yeah, we, we we I would like to say we also had no idea that the intro to this live action Cowboy Bebop was going to be the entirety of the show. <laughs> we, we, we did not want the intro to be the entirety of the show. We didn't want to see that same editing and those same I guess I would say visual mechanics playing yeah. through the entirety of the series um it it took a a lot away from it and what i am a little sad about is that characters i wanted to see like ed um won't get that live action representation and i i wanted to see the character itself but it's also like well here we are it's you should have did better i guess (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm real thankful because it was it was going to do anything but hurt my feelings even more so <laughs> I'm just I'm just happy with that. Uh, I'm glad we got it though. I mean, if it, it, it lives in perpetuity, so you can watch it on Netflix. It's never going to go anywhere. Um, so if you're feeling nostalgic, just throw on the anime. But you you can try to put on the live action if you want. Like it's it's fine. And it, nobody's going to judge you. You can like it too. I a bunch of our friends do like the Cowboy Bebop live action. Uh, like Johnny J, but. I, you know, it's not for us. It's not the way we roll. Yeah. Anything else this winter season that you're surprised about that we didn't discuss? Uh, Ranking of Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasant like surprise. I said, um, it, it's, I don't think it's consistently like a, a top hitter, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's consistently like, like it, it gives us enough in the world to have like a, a hook to the story. Yes. The the story is there. I'm super interested in King Bose's 
uh, his like what his actual intentions are yeah. because he he seems like the most layered character uh, so far, um, other than obviously Boji, but uh, King Bo's obviously a, a layered character, and I'm really interested in seeing what his intentions are, what his his uh what he's gonna do about sacrificing his son the situation yeah situations sacrificing yeah. situations <laughs> yeah it's 23 episodes of this ranking the kings is good it's definitely good is it the winner's best nah I don't think so I don't think so at all um I find myself watching it and being entertained I just think this is just I think it's too outrageous sometimes with the world that I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay. It's like too Disney, if you will. Um, okay. Yeah. The art style and no, how no, no, it works. No, 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 Not the art style. Just because I'm thinking of like the world okay. of Shrek and shit. Like it's just. Oh, well, I'd compare more to Game of Thrones, but no, like no, no, less, no. less, less, less violent. No, because it, what I'm trying to say is like, okay, you got people like, um, like uh, Kage, little assassin, black little thing, and you got the underworld, and you got like people coming out of people. It's just, it's everything about it is just too is like, what is it? Is it magical? Is it? It's like I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. It doesn't have an identity. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. The identity is. It doesn't have an identity between like the character designs, what things are, why they are. It just doesn't. It's too fairy telic. I made that word up, yeah. all and right, that right. works. Like you got this. You got the whole snake uh, guy, the whole talking snake. You got that guy that was that hunter. It was fucking huge. That was su- sacrificing spirits to bring more food down. Like it, it just was like a lot of that shit. And I was like, oh, what is going? Like it's just fairy, yeah. too fairy telic. Well, it's a word I made up, and then we're gonna stick with it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying, right? Like it's. I, I got you. I got. I like you. it though. I really do like the show. It's it's a good show. I just don't. I don't think it's very groundbreaking because it's just too, you know, too much. Yeah, it it, it has some. It's hard to support to set itself up mm-hmm. and prove itself amongst what it has. That's exactly you know? it. Like the, it, that's probably why this most recent episode was so good for us. Because yeah, yeah. It, it was more streamlined in structure, right? You had the shield of the king or the queen. Queen, I'm just gonna say that you had, you know, another flashback of her being her and how she is. When you assume one thing, you you can't judge a book by its cover type of situation. Like I love that shit about it. Like I I love that part when it's just that. But then when it's doing all this other shit, it's yeah, cool. it's cool. But yeah, I, that- I love the show. I like the show. Exactly. What what really drew me in is like I said that uh, I want to see what the king is gonna really do, yeah, and what what he's really about. Because I feel like he's not as he not he not he not pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, what I mean, what I mean more or less is that he's not a man who is backing down from what he truly believes. He's just standing a certain. He's he's putting on a certain front right now to get to his actual end goal. Is how I think it. I was, that's how I think it is. And I'm with you. I think the light. I think the light is brighter than what it appears to be. For the, that's what I'm gonna go with. So if you're watching there Ranking you Kings, go. you know exactly what we're talking about. The light is definitely brighter than it appears to be because it seems real dark, and you know, 
it's a few light switches that's on that you just can't see at the moment because the door closed. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get to know Mike Check Waifu Waifu. This is a part of the podcast where one of us rolls a random number generator. The other reads a question associated with that random number. Um, overall, though, before we get to the random number generator, I tell pulls that up. I am going to say this winter season is definitely a success. There's too many shows like uh, The World's Finest Assassin, Banished from a Hero's Party, Ranging of Kings, 86, Jobless Reincarnation, are, that are just too good. I, I feel like I don't think I've seen a better winter season than this one. And I've spent a lot of time scrolling in Danny list <laughs> and like looking I mean, at past winter seasons and none of them are this good. Or not uh, not winter. Uh, fall. fall. Fall, sorry. We, but I've been saying winter this whole fucking episode. I mean fall. What uh, about the the fall when we had uh, Demon Slayer? Or wait, wait. Didn't we get Astralos in space in fall? That was, I believe, spring. No, I believe. Let me see. Because we had what Astralos in space. Fall twenty. Fall twenty twenty was. Oh shit! Oh shit! Hold on. No, it wasn't that much. It was <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, the Demon Slayer movie, Tony Cower over the moon with you. Hakadama <laughs> Drive. Uh, yeah, no, this not 2020. Yeah. Definitely not 2020. What is it, 2019 then? Yeah. 2019, we got snow. No. Definitely not. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess so. Yeah, 2019, we got uh, My Hero Season 4, B Stars, uh, The Fourth Plate, Food Wars. 2019 was kind of terrible. Oh, Sword Art Online. Uh, Alicization. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. Ooh, Warsuki. Okay. Warsuki was real good. Ain't nobody watched that. Hey, come on, man. You know I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not much else, though. That was a. Yeah, I, this fall was a lot better than a lot of other falls, at least for okay. two, the last two years. Yeah. All right. We got you prolo proof this point. All right. Getting on my check white food. I food. The number is 18. For a number 18, the question is favorite comedy anime. Matt, fuck, tell. Before you answer that question, I got to rewind this again. And I'm pissed off that I'm just not remembering this. Fucking Link Click came out this fall. It came out in the fall. I thought it came out. Oh. Let me just validate that. Because I do believe it came out this fall. Because I thought it came out in summer and we just missed it because we were shitty. Oh, you know what? You might be right. You might actually be right. All I know is we didn't talk about it today. We can talk about it in spoiler talk a little bit. Yeah, we're going to talk about it in spoiler talk. Okay. Yeah, no, it came out in the spring, actually. Okay. Yeah, it came out in spring, April. All right, we're going to talk about Link Click and spoiler talk about favorite uh, comedy anime. Life Lessons with uh, Oremichi Chan. That was one from earlier this year that was pretty funny. Mm. Well, I'm trying to think of, like, can I think of another, like, 
another comedy one. Let's see y'all. One Punch Man is obviously comedy. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess they can say Noragami comedy. I got Tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy as one of mine. Oh, you know what? What's funny as fuck? Uh, fairy Tale is all comedy because it's trash. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> was not expecting that <laughs> my two romantic comedy snafu but I don't really feel like that's comedy I'm gonna be real with you they just have comedy in their name so they put that on that list whatever list you're looking at um, All right. I can't for, I can't remember what it was you remember the that? guy out of high school was funny as fuck cause that was also trash that was also terrible now um you remember that one show we watched uh that I watched Ongoing, and then you came in and watched this. Watched it later. Um, the guy was was playing that video game, and it was realer than real life or some shit like that. What was it called? Full dive. Full dive. That shit yeah. was fucking hilarious. Also, prison school was funny. Mm, mm, but it was a, it was a different kind of funny. But full dive was funny. I agree. It actually has some parts that audibly made me laugh. Yeah, full dive was hilarious for me. So I'm gonna go with that one. That's my favorite comedy anime. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with Life Lessons of uh, Yurimichi Chan, and then I'm gonna also go with uh, Hamtaro. There you go. Okay. Whatever you can do. You got you got to put Hamtaro in there if you can. No, you can't. Um, all right, we're gonna take this quick break and when we come back, we're gonna spoil Link Click Jobless Reincarnation Blue Period and Blue Period, the season finale of Blue Period. We didn't talk about Blue Period at all, and that's another sleeper. Fuck, we'll be right back after these. And welcome back to episode one dirty of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Mike Check Waifu. Remember, the podcast goes live, and I wish I would have said it at the beginning. Every Tuesday at 9 30 a.m. EST. This week, we're going to talk 
uh, heavy spoilers for a show that came out in the spring that we picked up. Um, shout out to a few people on Twitter that told uh, told us about this because I heard about this too. Tell heard about it too, and he started watching it. I'm like, okay, if Tell watching it, then I'll actually pick it up. Um, called Link Click. Link Click is interesting. It's a Chinese anime, um, Chinese cartoon, however you want to look at it. Uh, it's based off of web web comic, right? Uh, I'm actually not sure about that part, but okay, uh, it looks whatever like it's it. based on is. It looks fire. like it. It definitely looks like it's based off of webtoon, but whatever it is, it's it's definitely good. Uh, so we watched the first eight episodes of it. We're probably going to review it next week, alongside of our winter preview. So after our winter preview, we're gonna review Link Click, uh, because we feel like it deserves it. It deserves some attention because we know it didn't get enough. Shout out to Moody. She's been singing his praises. And uh, who did you say? Uh, Sundari? Sundari? Yeah, Sundari. Yeah. Yeah. She's been singing his praises as well. Uh, Watch Link Click. And the reason why is it's just good. It is really good. Depressing as hell because it it don't. It makes sense as to why it is. But it's very like it's just like they barely win. Well, they never win except for they, maybe once. The thing, and and that's what we kind of got in some of the, the later episodes of where we watched of the eight episodes, um, because like in the beginning, that first episode didn't really feel like a loss, right? Uh, it felt like you know, it was just kind of like oh, we broke even, we got information, it gave us a good standard, and mm-hmm. then later on, we kind of got we started to see like darker themes of what could happen or what we could be dealing with. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they lose, but it's not a complete loss, you know, because they get the job done. And when I say lo- lose, it, it's just a, it's the process of their job. It's, it's what the job is. So the job is basically these two guys who have this, uh, crazy ability. One guy can essentially view pieces into the past based off of uh, photo evidence and the other guy can physically apparently go into the past of the picture of you know whoever the person of whoever is the person that took the picture that they're you know researching or investigating and it's such a weird weird ass concept that makes a whole lot of sense the second episode you watch it um you don't really understand it because they don't explain it at all but yeah they don't watching it you uh, you you can use your smarts to figure it, figure it the fuck out and it's it's wonderful it's wonderful the, the way they did it because I absolutely love that absolutely yeah. love the fact that they don't give us this super ex, ex, full full dive exposition on this power it just happens and you slowly start to figure out how it happened and you slowly start to figure out the rules of why it happened and what you can do and what you can't do and it's special very very special and I agree that's one of the beauties of of how it's done um because if they gave us that full explanation it would be like over it would be overdone like they could they literally could just show us how it's done and they've done a good job at that um i think one of the episodes i watched that kind of uh like when you said about that loss right uh and they kind of we kind of find out a little bit more about how actions present themselves within the series or within uh the ability um, was like the basketball game very rough right uh first of all we found out our dude is raw <laughs> at basketball super live 
super wrong. He was like, I'm not losing. And, and he's doing everything he can, but we got more information in that episode specifically. Exactly right. Him, him doing stuff different doesn't immediately change the past, right? Like exactly. it does change things, but it doesn't change anything that's going to be detrimental that'll harm the future, right? Yeah. And how they, what they called it is like what nodes, yeah. um, basically, like if a you change Steins Gate type of time travel, essentially, right? If you change a node, an important something node. that's an important note, something that's big enough that's going to change things like death is important. If you save someone from death, then that will essentially change the future. Uh, but like, for instance, we found out them winning the basketball game didn't change the future. Right. And it was because there was something much more important down the line that would have negated that regardless. Exactly. Um, Which is- and I thought that was really cool. And, and they didn't introduce it. Like we had no idea that was going to happen. Nope. We had no idea until it was like the last second. And then he was trying to figure out how to stop it. And it was like, it's not any shit you could do, bro. It ain't shit you could do. Again, one of my favorite things about anime, the anime we watch is learning what we learn just like as if we were the character. Except except this time, like the characters wouldn't just be randomly talking in previous episodes. Like, why the fuck would they be randomly talking about an earthquake that happened in the past? It didn't happen until they got to the situation to where that earthquake actually happened. And then we learned about it, which, uh, again, storytelling's pacing is so important. And we're going to talk about this next week in even greater detail when we go to review Link Click. But I just wanted to say that uh, the show is special. Um, I think we should go move on because we, we a lot of good conversations being had here when we could be having <laughs> during next week's spoiler. I mean, during next week's review of Link Click. But For sure. Like, it's, it's special. It's a good show. Watch Link Click. You can pretty much. Tweet a tweet at us what you think our review score of Link Click is gonna be, um, and we'll whoever's the closest will I don't know do something special or something I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, check out Link Click. Let's go into spoiling Jobless Reincarnation though. The episode we're spoiling of Jobless Reincarnation is episode eleven of twelve. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This episode was titled Dreams. In reality, I, Rudy finally had his dream come true, but got fucking punched in the dick by reality. And I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but there's there's a lot there's a lot to this episode, right? Very, um, but not though, right? Like it's not a lot, but it's a lot because uh, they, they finally make it back to his homeland. Mm-hmm. And they have that that talk with Rudyard, uh, the superb, and basically he lets well what before that he let Rudyard know that the curse was already lifting to begin with. Yep. Um, as soon as you cut your hair and you were doing working really hard to kind of improve yourself, the yeah, curse started lifting. Yeah. The, the man God told me that you know you just got to keep this up and you're good. And to see Rudyard cry, yes. you know, to see like to understand that his efforts aren't going unnoticed that he's actually making progress that shit was amazing like that yes. moment itself and it's like i wasn't gonna cry in that moment about that but it was it was nice to see a character who who put on that stone wall mentality and physique yeah. to kind of like block everything out have that moment of breaking down because he's needed he needed this, this is what his whole goal was in the beginning and remind you he's he's obviously he, he's a demon so 
uh, and not in a mic check waifu waifu sense, but in actual sense, he's a demon. Of, uh, you know, and he spent centuries, not, four of them, not just years, <laughs> centuries trying to improve. And as soon as he met Rudy, and as soon as he started traveling with Rudy, it improved. And two years, which is a fucking a tickle in the pickle to a superb, you know what I'm saying? So it's like extremely special that, <laughs> like that this journey has got rid of a curse that he's been suffering with for the majority of his life and now he doesn't have to he's beginning to not have to worry about that so like you said i mean is he after he finds that out it's then time for him to to leave his job is complete to guy rudy and and heir's home he managed to do that and that scene was powerful because he basically told him like i don't you guys aren't kids anymore. You guys can handle yourself. You guys made it here. You guys helped me. Thank you. I appreciate it. We gotta go. Time to go. I'll see you and, again. And Rudy did a great job of making sure that uh, Ruger knew that he was important to him because right. Ruger was going to give back the medallion, the necklace, and he said, "Isn't this precious to you?" He said, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's precious to me, but I want you to keep it. It's like That's him saying in return, it. you you are precious to me too.' Yep. My the experiences that the experiences that they had with him are detrimental to like his life now. Facts. Those are very important moments. He taught him life lessons, and they learned life lessons together, and they made it through things. He's returning all the nice things that Rudyard said about him by giving him that medallion and saying, you know, let's go on. Right. Uh, basically." And Ruger in his heart is saying, you know, let's meet again. Yep. Um, then we get into the 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 camps essentially because it's not a, a city anymore. No. So Ares finally makes it back to her homeland, and we find out that Gislaine is alive. That's good. Well, we knew she was strong as fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's fuck. Like for real. Like, what were we really worried now? But she sees her, and it's very heartfelt reunion between those two, and, and Rudy is there. Then the bombshell gets dropped of what happened to her family. Gone. Everyone's gone. Can you imagine being in a situation to where you're at war, Tell? You're a general in a war. General Montel Williams, okay? You are in war. This random fucking light comes through your window. You grab your wife and say, baby, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm taking, I'm, I'm holding you close. You teleport. When you teleport, you teleport to your fucking enemies, homeland. The people you're at war with in their homeland, just the two of you. How fucked up is that? They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful, bro. That is awful. I'm like, is there anything worse than that? Like, anything. I don't think they, so. They basically just got handed to them. And and immediately, Rudy just feels like it's all his fault. When when in reality, like, yes, he he had a little bit in it. But I, I feel like that was going to happen regardless, you know? Like, yeah. that storm was coming. Uh, he just might have provoked it a little bit sooner. Made it come uh, faster. <laughs> yeah. But to, to feel like that was his fault, um, Eris wanted to quell that within him immediately. She said, you know, she held his hand, making him feel like, you know, this is not your fault. Right. Um, but also to find out that Eris's grandfather was dead. We knew that though. Yeah, we saw that sadly. We saw we saw that happen episodes ago. Um and that shit was harsh. Uh, but we knew that. 
Um, Somebody but, had to pay the price. Right. Um, and they basically told uh, Eris that, hey, look, this is the, or not Gizlane, because Gizlane wasn't doing that. Uh, she was, Eris was told that, look, someone wants to take you on as a concubine, basically as a wife. Um, lower, lower wife, not going to be his main wife. Uh, you know, so you'll, you're, you'll still remain in some sort of power, basically. Right. You'll be protected. Uh, and Eris ain't having that. She ain't really feeling that. Well, uh, we at that time, we don't even know if she's not feeling that. She's like, yo, shut the fuck up. This will, give me some time. She got that time. And then night approaches. And she come through. This part, I didn't really quite understand. Why not run away together? Because, hear, hear, hear me out. And so they, they did the do. Sex. <laughs> uh, and Ayers pushed it. She she really pushed it. Yeah. Um, he, he, and what's crazy is that Rudy shows self-control. We already know he was a little pervert. But he also knew it. He felt like it would be taking advantage of her at this point. Absolutely. Um, but also, I think she definitely took advantage of the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to do do that for whatever reason she wanted and she did it um now after that's done and they wake up in the, or you know rudy wakes up in the morning he realizes she's gone uh leaves the letter said they're not well suited for each other right now which i didn't understand because um, she again she spent time saying how much she don't want to be apart from rudy no matter what during this whole entire journey just to get into the situation and said we're not compatible so after they do the do something so yeah something's definitely up bro but here here's the thing uh Ares has been training with uh Ruger the entire time becoming stronger and stronger becoming a warrior um she she's come across even stronger warriors than who she thought was the strongest she had ever met mm-hmm. um and she even said, I kind of expected something like this to happen, right? She had expected family, right? her parents and her grandfather to already be gone. But I think in her mind, regardless, uh, this can't be the end of her journey because she has to get some kind of revenge. I'm not going to say that's 100% her goal, but I don't think her, I think her goal has to end with some kind of revenge. But my point is why why leave one of the strongest mages ever? Why because, not have because she she knows she can't protect him. him. She can't protect him really. He can protect himself. Yeah. But she she might feel like a hindrance. Mm, she mm. she can't <laughs> it took her how long to like it took her how long to be able to fight Rudra and get where he got or get where she got and he got that demon eye and he was able to keep up with her without yes. ever having to actually physically train yeah. to be that strong yeah and, I, I don't know I, I just have, I feel like the emotions that they portrayed between each other throughout this entire show was she turned it into a cement block after she pushes something that he wasn't he wanted to make sure that he kept his promise the proper promise when he's 15 we we can we can become one and he and 
I, I don't understand it. Like, we're I not think compatible. That, I think that was to make herself that cement block, like you said. Like mm. that that moment, she needed to have that mm. to be able to get through what she planned on doing. Mm. I think the idea of them being incompatible is false to her. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's actually what she believes. I think that she did what she did because she needed to. She needed to go and get what she wanted. Um, or or do what she felt like she needed to do yeah, to get away from that situation, right? I mean, she cut all her hair off. Yeah, she, so she's basically changing her identity. Yep, it's not fair. You know, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair to, 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 and that's how I feel like he feels. It's not fair for you to, like he said, abandon me. Like there was absolutely no reason for her to do it. I think personally, maybe there yeah. is to her. We'll find out. Hopefully next episode because it's the last episode. But fuck that intro, so fire, bro. God yeah, the intro damn. was perfect. The outro was perfect. It was all perfect. God damn, it's just good. Uh, I, I'm still sad he hasn't found his mother. The most important person in the show to me, being his mother. I'm sad that we still haven't seen her yet. I hope she's okay. We'll find out next episode. I hope. Dun, dun, dun. I can't stand it not being her not being found. But all in all, Jobless Reincarnation is fat, fantastic. I'm sad it's ending. Uh, we should probably do a review for this one day too, but probably not anytime soon. For sure. And let it let it marinate. Yeah, give it another rewatch since everything will be done. Facts, facts. See how it pastes. It, come on, bro. We already know it's paced well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's the fact. fact. Uh, and the last and final show we're going to spoil tonight for you guys is the season finale of Blue Period. Probably one of the most incredible shows this uh, fall season. Um, Blue Period is a diamond. Yes, a diamond in the rough. Because like you, like you said at the very beginning, our style isn't that great. But I still stand by what I said since the beginning. I think that was intentional from the artists. And, and I agree with that. And it grew on me a lot, right? Because to me, it has that uh, that webtoon look almost. Yes. Like, it's it's not... And I think the webtoons look really well, look really good. But it has that webtoon look, essentially, with the art being the focus, like you, like you initially stated. Yeah. And it looks so good when they're putting that definition into the artwork. <laughs> It even changes the actual characters' designs when they really get into it. So yeah, that I think. I mean, if and this is, I don't want to give my my opinion on the rating right now, but I think artistically, uh, is one of the best that we've seen artistically because of the the contrast that they intentionally took. That was intention. I agree. So it's hard to give it anything less than a, a great score. I percent uh, agree with that. I, so yeah, everything from. Like again, the inner monologue between Yagichi was fire. The supporting cast was unfucking believable. Like mm-hmm. unbelievable supporting cast, to which everything felt grounded. Everything felt just appropriate for the situation that our main character was going through. I absolutely fucking love both the cram school teacher and the art club teacher. Like. The art club teacher obviously being my number one waifu. I just love her to death. <laughs> she was incredible. I had something about her. I don't know what it was. Had me from she had me at hello. But 
I I just love the way it just moved, man. This whole show, the way it moved was perfect, bro. The stress and that rash, I was scared it was going to be something more major. I'm glad it wasn't. Like, thank goodness it wasn't. Um, and usually I'm okay with, like, something being sad, obviously, from what I just talked about earlier in the show. Right. But it, this wasn't the case. It was just good. Everything was just good. Well done. Stressful. Yeah. Tense. Because there was moments you legitimately did not know if he was going to make the Tokyo Art University or not. I, I didn't know. The 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 thing is with this that made it so uh I don't want to say dynamic, but that made it so interesting in I think general. Dynamic is a great word. <laughs> <laughs> what made it so interesting in general though is the fact that like when we're when we get into this final episode and we see him finishing up his artwork essentially. Wonderful. Um it looked great, by the way. Yeah, it did. It looked amazing. And we kind of get that concept of transparency yes. that he that he was doing. Yes. And how we also realized how important his sketchbook was to the final piece. Mm-hmm. And his artwork was really, really good. And then we kind of see after that it's done and he gets accepted, his uh Unbelievable. his his teachers tell him, or one of his teachers tell him, Hey, you have to reproduce that work now. And now he has to sit down and reproduce the work. And they're like, yo, this looks great. And he's like, well, he's like, well, I had to, I did even more to it this time than I did then because he has that time to kind of reprieve and break and think about what he's doing instead of being in that struggle in that high pressure situation. Oh, have fun, man. And just have fun. And that's yeah, uh, bro. It's just just thinking back on it. Like when we when I mentioned the side characters, I just thought about is just somebody who's in this entire show, probably the most important piece of this entire show, which and didn't get that much screen time at all. This is mom, man. Mm-hmm. His mom was fucking she, awesome, she man. Came in clutch too. <laughs> she was so good. She was incredible. The way she, I felt she really fucking just she just believed in her fucking son. And I felt like she was underappreciated, but I, I I just loved her so much, man. She she was literally the rock of the entire show for me, and she had maybe a total of ten minutes in the entire season. <laughs> but I um, loved her to death, man. I agree. Um, I also think probably in, in my opinion, the most important moment of this episode, which just really hit home for me, was like Kuana. And how before they went in for this final day anyway, she's like, I, no matter what happens, I'm going to go see a concert after this. And uh, when she was done, she found out that she failed. She ran off. She didn't show necessarily like anything other than exasperation. Like, yeah, she's tired. She let it go. She didn't let it get the best of her right then and there. She went to that concert. She had a good time with looks like her older sister. And when she came out of that concert, said it talked about how fun it was she took a deep breath and just was like broke down boom yep started crying it hit her right then and there because that's real sometimes you you've put so much work into something so much effort so much love time and care into something and you don't you you just you're so drained that you can't express yourself right then and there yeah you need you need to to recharge before you can let yourself drain again and that's what she did she went to that concert to give herself that emotional energy to recharge just so that she could actually experience a breakdown and she needed that and this show does things like that so fucking well that was beautiful it was a beautiful moment um in blue period and i think 
uh, that that was my personal favorite of that favorite moment of that episode um, because sheesh, bro. And just realizing the, the the contrast between those three, right? You got uh, Yagiichi. What's the the other guy's name? The super quiet, timid, but yet uh, confident. Amaru. Yeah, him. You got him. Just like yo, you know. I knew I was gonna pass. I'm just do my do. And he just did his do and did his thing. And the girl, she was overly stressed, like you said, and she could not. She probably just couldn't express herself through her art like she was supposed to because she wasn't having fun. It took Yaguichi to have that self-realization like, oh, shit, true self means boom. And when he figured it out, it was it was pen and paper and he just went off. And, when, and every time he goes off in his show, the way his eyes look, his concentration, his focus completely changes from his original characters, like like facial structure and emotion. It was wonderful. It was just so well done. So fucking uh, well done. Also, just another uh, funny point. Just talking about uh, the dude, Maru. Uh, what he said, <laughs> and I find this hilarious because... I guess some people really like this and I think this is really how some people are. Um, when he was saying, has anyone ever told you your artwork is good? And, he, and Maru was like, I know my artwork is good. I don't need anyone to tell me my work is good. Right. Like it's, it's not confidence. I don't have confidence in my work. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> like you said earlier, it just is. Yeah. My work is just good. But also, I, I was I was the only thing I was a little disappointed in in this episode is that we didn't get a, a true closing on Haruka other than the fact that we know he he passed, right? Yeah. We know he passed, but we didn't get a true closing on like what's going on with him. But we we knew he passed, right? Uh, but it, it was good to see like the students that that showed their promise and their talent got through well. Um, sad to see the ones who still show promise and didn't go through it. Uh, it this this anime did a lot of they did it did every character justice in my opinion. Thanks. Um, like Polo said, I don't think we need more. Um, I think that they definitely could do more, but I don't think we need it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I don't think we need it. A very nice clothes. I I feel like we are going to get some more though. I don't know why. Something we're going to get more because it, it, yeah. it feel real open ended, even though we don't need it at all like I'm satisfied with this just as much as I was with uh, what was the show from last season uh, Remake Our Life mm-hmm. we definitely need more of that obviously but yeah. <laughs> but yeah that might be top top three of the year top two he's with Lee bro fuck Remake Our Life was so good uh Good show, man. Let's uh let's wrap this episode up. So we just finished talking about Blue Period. One of our diamonds for the year. Man, it was so good. Let us know what you thought about that final episode, that finale. Uh, we also talked about Jobless Reincarnation with the finale for that coming next week. Let us know what you're thinking about that as well. And we also talked about Link Click. Um, a lot coming next week. We got a review for Link Click coming next week. Um, give us your reviews on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you want to do. Let us know what you think about it. Um, we also had our question before the break. We get to know Mike Chick Waifu Waifu is your favorite comedy anime. Uh, there's some funny ones out there. It's not um, my team romantic comedy snafu because it's not really a comedy. It's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also talked about ranking the kings and how you know it's some some pretty good stuff going on in there. Uh, 
not not going to say it's one of the best ones, but it's definitely a really good one. Yeah. And the cancellation of live action and Cowboy Bebop, we we do think that was kind of deserved. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's still on Netflix. You can go finish it or watch it whenever you want to. Um, this episode of Demon Slayer was not uh, not anything more than satire, but it, it got us to the next point. We seen we're interested to see what's happening next. Um, and then some of our uh, most interesting anime that we kind of just wanted to point out and highlight were Banished from a Heroes Party and World's Finest Assassin. Um, our biggest disappointments being Platinum End and Faraway Paladin because them both of them just dropping balls all over the place and not the kinds people happy to see. Uh, <laughs> Polo also watched Myself, Yourself, um, another solid slice of life from the Polo agenda. He 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 got a slice of life book over there that he he's sharing with y'all yes, uh, day by day. Um, episodes of the week being Ranking of Kings and Jobs Reincarnation, uh, and that's been episode one thirty of Mike Check Wife Waifu. I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Wife Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike, Mike Check 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 Check. check. You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu!